What I want to do now is just for the people that are offended, I'm here to apologise. The big question is this. How investors like us who wouldn't pull in the silver spoon, successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hello and welcome, George Markowski and Linda Flaherty coming to you live. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Live, um, live. Live from, live from Bribey Island. You're from Adelaide. Yes, and um, because um, Daylight Savings is over now, I can actually have my curtains up without the sun blinding me and you can actually see Yeah, the absolutely. Tonight, if you look behind me. Um, so beautiful. I've, got a, I've got a confession to make tonight, guys, okay? I'm going to confess. Okay, so um, I got busted red-handed during a live session on the weekend. No, last week, actually. Uh, yeah. Tell me, tell me. Well, I'm curious. Well, what's I, I wonder if anyone saw it happen. Um, if everyone's on live, um, if you're live, type in hashtag live. If you're watching the replay, type in hashtag replay, just so I know you're watching, because I always come back and watch. Now, you might see that I've got a bit of a mark on here. I've got a bit of makeup covering it, but I've got a bit of a little scar on top here. But not only that, I got busted on the weekend doing something naughty, right? What did you do, Georgie? What did you yeah, do? So, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to confess. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually show you the video. I'm going to show everyone live what happened. Right. Okay. And I'm actually, what I want to do now is just for the people that are offended, I'm here to apologize straight up. Okay. Because some people got offended and weren't happy with this. I'm being honest. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, part of our, you know, part of our values is being authentic and being real. And instead of brushing 100%. it under the surface or hiding it, I'm actually going to show everyone because I like, you know, I'm not perfect. Right, I'm the first to admit I'm not perfect. I'm pretty close, but I'm Absolutely. not there. So I'm going <laughs> to find it, and then I'm going to share it with you. So um, while you're there, if anyone knows what it was, hello, Kathy. How are you? Hi, okay, so Kathy. Replying to Facebook user, lol, busted. Yes, I'm busted. So let me have a look here because I think it's in the positive property um, actual solution probably pop solutions. I'm going to open this up. I want to get people's opinions. So I want everyone to watch carefully this video I'm going to show you that I did. And I'll show you when I did it. Let's have a look here. Here we go. It was April the 23rd at 12.58 p.m. And I was talking about getting out of your comfort zone. And I'm going to start uh, again. And I'm going to open it up. So let me open, let me share my screen. And I hope you can hear it. Okay. So what I'm going to do is talk about. Can you hear that, by the way, guys? You know, getting out of your comfort zone is hard. Lisa might need to be a little bit louder. Can you do that? Let me let me put a bit louder. So, what we're talking about today? Can you hear yeah, that? What chat about? <laughs> this is um, a new thing for me, driving and talking. Right. At the same time. I talk anyway all the time, but I'm not going to look at the camera. So, if I'm not looking at you, that's it. So, what we're talking about today is. This is time. We're talking about the pain of discipline, the pain of regret. See, the point is, in life, 
you get the good part. Is, this is the good news. The good news is... Okay. That's, that's the scene. Yes. So there you go. So that's what I did on the weekend. I oh, know last week. Now I'm going to go through. So what happened was, I can't hear you, Belinda. Sorry. Can I, sorry, darling, can I get you to just repeat the main thing that you were just saying in the car yes. right there? Okay. Just so let, that let clarity. Me, yeah. So I was talking about the pain of discipline compared to the pain of regret, right? Because, the, and I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it now. But what happens is, do what the good news, the bad news. Wasn't wearing aviators. Um, no, no, the aviators are my favourite. I love the aviators. No, what, what, the, what? So what happened was I was going to go get a haircut, and usually what happens, Christina's driving, and I, I put the iPhone in a little bracket, and I talk next to it. This time round, what I did is I put the iPhone, put it up on a little metal thing. It, it latches onto my windscreen. So while I'm driving, now one, you know, you can look up my, you can see up my nose because the angle was really bad for one, which is terrible back because we're not nasal cam. But two. Um, some people actually commented and said, George, you shouldn't be driving and talking at the same time. No, you shouldn't. And that's what I wanted to talk about and just acknowledge the elephant in the room because the deal is, and I want to get everyone's opinion, I'm curious about this, because the deal is I love creating content, and especially when I'm passionate about something. And I like to just put the camera there and drive. I mean, Seinfeld did driving and having a coffee and talking, remember? Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't driving. The, I suppose he was, absolutely. He was driving. Okay, I suppose it really comes down to, do we have any police officers in the audience that can justify yes. the fact of whether it's legal that, or not? Is that legal? But it, but you know what's more important, whether it's legal or not, is it moral? Am I doing the wrong thing? Am I doing the right thing? Driving and eating, who cares? Driving who cares? and eating. Yeah, but look, I, um, I really, at the end of the day, I do see myself as a thought leader and I don't want to give people the wrong YouTube is doing all the time. Because I don't want to, I want to create more content. I want to create more content, but I don't want to offend people or do something that's deemed that's not safe. So, I mean, who thinks it's not safe? Please comment because I'd love to get your opinion because I really would appreciate it because I'd like to know, you know, Look, while, while, uh, while, while, while that's coming in, look, I think at the end of the day, as long as you're keeping an eye on the road and your hands free, what's the difference between talking to a camera and talking to someone as a passenger? Yep, yep. Okay, yeah. So, look, exactly. That's so the deal is, if you look at that, I wasn't actually looking at the camera, right? Yeah, so you were looking at the road. I was looking at the road, not the camera, no. Right. Yep. So, but I really think, um, um, yeah, don't do it. Others can crash if they do it. Yeah, look, I think I'm not going to do it. Also, if I do it, I won't have the camera so I can see myself. Right? <laughs> someone, sorry, someone just wrote, I used to send emails by phone back to Dubai at 120 kilometres an hour. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That is crazy. There's a, there's, a, there's a Fast and a Furious member. <laughs> wow. We've got a stunt driver as a member. That's amazing. Like, wow, full on. So that was my little confession. And and the deal is, like, if I do it on apps, like, bingo, they ban. Okay? Yep. I, I look. Uh, Cars give us a false sense of security. 
try driving a motorcycle large truck and you won't do it. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Good point. We've become too precious. You were being safe and looking at the road. You did pull over also. Yeah, I did pull over because the camera went down towards my chest and I didn't want to sort of like, <laughs> then it was chest cam. Um, but yeah, so look, I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm not going to do that again with the camera so I can see myself. But I may put cameras in. I've been watching Undercover Billionaire lately. I don't know if anyone's watched that show, Undercover Billionaire. I love it. I have. I it's excellent. And, you know, I I want to apply for Undercover Billionaire, except I'm not a billionaire. Not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. So um, there's a one question that comes in all the time that I want to um, have a bit of a chat to people. Yeah, great show. I love it. So... A lot of people ask, should I buy my home or an investment? Right? Should you buy your home or invest? I get that all the time. And yeah, that's that's a, that's a classic. So you've got a list of questions for us anyway, don't you? I've got a couple. And guys, um, look, if you're watching us live, get in there, ask some questions if you've got any problems, challenges, or things. Also, I know there's a few members on board. You, get, you guys get VIP service because you are VIPs. I can see a VIP here. Kathy, big shout out to Kathy. How are you? Uh, Absolutely. I, I had a phone conversation with Kathy um, on the weekend, I think it was, Kathy, and really enjoyed having a chat and connecting with you. So it was great. Yeah, I'm actually catching up with her when I go to Melbourne next. Yay. Fantastic. And so, so the question is, you know, should I buy my home or investment? Well, this is the deal, right? Everything you learnt about money and financial freedom is wrong. Step one, right? That's the fact of it. And Pretty because, much. And so, you know, we've been taught this whole thing, you know, you know, saving money, buying your home, superannuation, it's all a load of crap and you've got it all wrong. <laughs> no, seriously, it's all completely wrong. Right? I was going to say, I was, I was going to say, that's putting it nicely, like really. Yeah, so <laughs> everything you think you know about money, right? Everything you think you know about money today has you trapped, right? So you know they tell you, you know if you want to if you want to be successful, find a good job, work for the government, work in a bank, go nine to five, you know, work hard, study hard, save your money, put your money in super, pay extra payments on your mortgage, put more money in super, buy a house. All of it is completely wrong. I'm just saying that because it is. Because this is the deal. The poor and the middle class have got it wrong. And the poor and the middle class, what they're doing is they're using post-tax dollars. They're using old school ways of making money. And you know what? This works perfectly for the big banks, the big corporates. They want you to do this, right? They yeah. want you to be a wage slave working your ass off and just waiting to retire at 65 on your age-old pension and getting a little bit of super and try to pay off your house in 25 years, right? But seriously, it's a load of BS. And I'm having a bit of a rant. I'm sorry, but I have to because I've had enough of this. And Rant away. Look, and this is what annoys the shit out of me. I've got people out there that they've got their nine-to-five job. They work. They pay the extra payments to their mortgage. They're saving, putting their money in the bank. And putting your money in the bank, seriously, is the worst thing you can do. If you've got money in the bank right now, it's going to take you 83 years to double it, right? It's just crazy, right? And the yeah. thing is, the fact of it is, right, 
that's what they're doing. And then I've got all these people out there going, oh, you know, what you're doing is risky, right? And why are you telling people to invest in property? I'm serious. I had someone email me the other day saying, you know, they should stay safe and have a job and pay off their mortgage slowly and pay extra payments and all that sort of stuff. No, the person that emailed me, forget that, right? Yeah. Right? Exactly. So the the fact of it is that old school method is not going to work, right? And buying a home is not going to work for you. If your first purchase should be an investment, and the reason being is this. So the poor middle class, what they do, so basically when you're buying a home, right, you're paying using post-tax dollars. So what happens is they take out the super and all your tax, which is always half your money. And then you're using that to pay off your house. But see, what we do, this is what the wealthy investors do, the successful wealthy investors do that the poor and the middle class don't. And this is the important thing. What we do is we use pre-tax dollars. So a lot of the dollars that I use are pre-tax. So the whole lot that I've got. But also what we do is um, we're actually using our tax dollars by not by, you know, there's people out there that lease cars and buy all the stuff and do things to lose money so they can get a tax deduction. That's, yeah. stu- that's stupid. Don't lose money to get a tax deduction. What I do is I lose money on paper to get a tax deduction, but I make money in real life. And that's what the rich yeah. do, right? You, you yeah. lose it on paper. You don't lose it in real life. That's just stupid. That's like getting your money and throwing it in the bin just to get a tax deduction. Not worth it. And that's the 100%. key. Right? So the thing is, when I grew up, I had nothing handed to me. Nothing was handed to me. My mum worked in a, uh, actually a chicken processing factory, like a factory or plant. My father worked in a factory as well for Holden's, right? And a lot of time when I was small, I was left alone at home to fend for myself. And look, you might think it's bad parenting, but back in those days, they had to do that, right? That was back in the 70s. And the thing is, um, you know, I never got one thing handed to me. And I'm almost grateful for it. At the time, I didn't like it because, you know, when I was a teenager, my friends were getting their parents buying them cars and they were getting this and that. And I was like, poor me. I've got nothing. My parents are giving me Jack, S-A-I-T. And I used to hate it. And I got upset with my parents, right? My parents said to me, they said, if you want it, go and earn it. Yeah. Right? That's what my they parents said. Were, my right? parents were the same. Right? And you know what? I did. I left home yeah. when I was 18. I paid for my own education. I paid for my own car. I paid for everything myself. You know, I worked my way out from the bottom all the way up. You know, I didn't didn't start from the top. I didn't get an executive job. I was selling things door to door, right? Like seriously. Huh. So was, I, I, heard, I, remember, I remember you telling me the stage when you were selling bloody teddy bears. Yeah, exactly. In mall. Yeah. So I was selling door to door and I, I did whatever it took. And a lot of people just don't have that hustle anymore, right? And, you know, no. this, this is the deal, though. You know, a lot of people say, why do you do this? If you're so rich, why are you retired? Why are you doing this? You know, I really want to do this for part of the reason to validate the Australian dream, right? Because the Australian dream's real. You know, and I want to prove to people that, yes, you can do this. You know, I'm doing this for Australians that don't have much or might be stuck in the rat race or don't have a way out or don't believe in themselves much because that used to yeah. be me, right? Yeah. Everything you think you know about financial freedom is wrong. 
right? The poor and the middle class have got it wrong, but the rich know the tricks. And I'm going to be week by week showing everyone how the rich do it and how the successful do it and how not to do it. That's the key. Beautiful. So look, I've done my rant. <laughs> now, let me well, so well, look, rent where you want to live, invest in a property, get your paper deductions. You can get $85 a week back from the tax department every week. You can get $80,000 in tax deduction per property if you do it right because the way you structure it matters, right? Now, imagine if you had 10 properties, that's 800000 It's huge. Yeah. Yep. If I could just add in, George, I mean, I suppose we've been brainwashed that the big Australian dream is to own your own home. But the reality is you don't realise that it's the toughest thing you ever do to pay off is pay off your principal home. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know what? The, the fact You've of got it no is, leverage here. Hello. Oh, oh, exactly. And the fact of it is, right, the Australian dream, what I call the Australian dream, is freedom through property, Right. Like everyone financial independence. Yeah, financial so independence. Everyone here watching this, you know what you are? I'm gonna tell you what you are. You are freedom fighters. That's freedom fighters. So we're fighting for freedom. Bring it on, yes. Bring it on, yes. So we're gonna start answering some questions and getting into this, right? It's gonna be great. And then um, next week, I've got a really interesting one coming up. You guys are going to love next week, you know. Perfect. Let's not talk about next week here. Yeah? Let's not get them too excited. We Let's get through tonight. So, I'm, darling, let's oh, look, go. It, let's it, go. It, it, okay, let's go. Let's go. Okay, go. All right. So one of the first ones, um, what's your thoughts on crypto? I've never done it before. However, I believe there's a 200% year-to-year return. Okay, this is just a lovely message. Look at you now, George Markowski. My father did the same, and I'm blessed for his knowledge, wisdom, and direction. <coughs> no one died no. from heart and being independent. No, but, you know, at the time, I really was so pissed off my parents <coughs> because my friends were all getting everything handed to them. But the funny thing is, looking at now, I'm so much more successful than many of them. Correct. So cryptocurrency. Okay, so look... I've got a really simple way of talking about this, and you know what I'm going to say, and we're going to say it, right? And I want the people online to see if you can answer this. I've, have you heard of that saying, safe as? Please, please <laughs> Here we go. Now, I'll give you a few clues of what it's not. It's not. They don't say safe as crypto. They don't say safe as Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Not safe as shares. Can someone please give me the answer? I'm sure some freedom fighter out there knows the answer. Safe as what? What is it? Safe as? So we haven't heard safe as Bitcoin. We haven't heard safe as shares, but we've definitely heard safe as? Safe as houses, right? Houses. And and the, the deal is if you wanted to buy crypto, could you go to your bank and would they give you a loan for crypto? Yeah. No. No loan. Would they give you a loan to go to the Adelaide Casino? Bricks and mortar houses, yes. Would they give you a loan to go to the Crown Casino? No, they wouldn't. You know, it's the stock market. Would they give you a loan for the stock market? No. Unless you've got a house as equity, right? That's the funny thing. They would if you've got a house. But would can you get a loan for a house? Yes. Now, banks aren't stupid. Banks, the reason they lend money on houses is because 
houses just work. They're there. They're physical. They, you know, with Bitcoin, Elon Musk can tweet and say Bitcoin is shit and suddenly you're going to lose half your wealth. Or then Elon Musk might quit tweet something good and suddenly you're going to double your wealth. Now, have I made money out of crypto? Yes, I have. And I'll tell you what my philosophy was and I'll give you my philosophy and my honest philosophy of what I do with this sort of stuff. Um, rich people... Keep talking. I'll answer the question. Rich people, they find one or two buckets, right? It's usually business and property. And they put everything in those two buckets they're really good at and nothing else, right? You know, they, you know, they say diversify and they diversify, diversify. Diversify is a lot of bullshit. No, diversification is stupid because have you thought about the difference between a light and a laser? Huh? Well, if you put a light, um, is that going to burn you? No. Now, the same wattage, if you have a laser because it's focused, what can you do with a laser? You can burn a hole in someone or blind someone or start a fire. And that's the reason because it's stick. It's right in there. Yeah, right. Yep. Someone said you can get a loan for crypto. Wow. I don't know who from. But safe you know, moon. It's called Safe Moon. Okay, there you go. <laughs> now, look. I haven't heard of a loan company called Safe Moon. <laughs> so, about four or five anyway. years ago, people asked me the same question about crypto. And this is what I said, and this is my advice crypto is not what I'd be doing, right? But I would probably get half a percent to 1% of my wealth, right? And if I really wanted to put it in crypto, I'd put in half a percent or 1% of wealth in there. And yeah. that means that, you know, if you put half a percent or 1% of your wealth in crypto, if you lost it all tomorrow, you probably wouldn't give a shit. And that's what you need to do. And if you win, if you make some money, great. If you don't, you don't. I put money in crypto and I've actually made over 100 grand. So, but that's for a little bit. Of, I just put a little bit of play money just for a bit of fun. For bit me, fun. I, I see crypto as, okay, SafeMoon is just a mem like Doge, Dog, or the Doji okay. coin. But apparently some people made lots of money out of that. But I made, I've made lots of money out of crypto. But you know what? It might drop again or might not drop. Who never that's the way it is. Great. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's, my, that's my take on crypto anyway. Great. Okay. Next question. Um. What other tax deductions other than depreciation can you use with investing in property? Great question. What I'd like to do is I'd like to get my accountant on the show. So if one of my team can contact my accountant, I might be able to get him on next Wednesday night and we'll actually discuss it all. Let's have a chat about tax deduction. Bring it on. Yeah, let's do it. Because realistically, what did they say? What did the um, what did Kerry Packer say in front of the High Court? If you don't minimise your tax in this country, you should get your head red. Exactly. Um, someone agrees with me. Thank you. I reply. I agree with George. Don't bet the farm on crypto. Yes, don't do it. There's actually a guy who did bet his farm. He actually sold his house, and him and his kids and his wife moved out of their house when the crypto was booming, and they bought Bitcoin. And unfortunately, look what happened to Bitcoin. It dropped. They bought in October and it dropped early the next year and they lost their house. This is a Swedish couple or something and they lost wow. everything. Lost everything. They wow. bet all Bitcoin. 
unbelievable. I don't think you should really, in that case, you should never put all your eggs in one basket, you know? No, no. Look, and even with property, don't put your eggs in one basket. I like to diversify with property. Anyway, let's go to the next one. Absolutely. Next question. Okay. Um, Is it worth buying in a place called Corio, C-O-R-I-O? It's in Geelong. It's mostly housing commissions. And it's relatively affordable. Look, um, unfortunately, that's going to be difficult because I haven't done the research. So what happens is... I live in Melbourne. Can I give you my take on this? There's a lot of land development out there. So it's not going to have a D, like high DSR. Yep, yep. So the thing is, um, with, with Geelong, for example, I know people that have made good money in Geelong, but what they did is they bought really large parcels of land. So a good friend of mine uh, made over a million dollars in this property in Geelong, but it was a massive piece of land because yeah. when you're in when you're in country areas, you need massive land to make money because there's so much land there compared to cities. But yeah. at the end of the day, I would stick to capital cities if I were you just to start with and then go to regional centres. So start with the blue chip stuff first and then go for the other stuff. The, the challenge is, though, if they've got housing commissions out there, there's a lot of housing commissions and cheap properties. How do so they make, you know, how, how do they make, yeah, how do they make 100000 on crypto? Well, I bought some crypto and left it there and did nothing. And then I looked at it a couple of days ago and it's over $100,000. That's how I made it. So I probably I didn't, probably didn't make 100000 I probably made 90000 or something. But basically... You know, that's the way. So DSR. Okay. okay, so what you're talking about, let's not use jargon. What we're talking about is demand and supply ratio. Okay. Yeah. Let's not call it DSR because that's a bit... I was doing uh, that. So you, that was going to be prompt for you, George. Yep, that's okay. You're explaining it. So hi, we want to be buying in high DSR areas, not low. Um, okay, next question. Okay. Do you want to read that one up, please? Please. How I had someone ask me today: commercial properties being better investment than residential. What are your thoughts given COVID? Wow, I could rant on this I for a long time. I can answer this one, but I'll leave it to the guru. Okay, so look, I could rant on this for a long time, and look, I've never been a fan of commercial. And this is the deal: I've got thirty-nine properties. Out of those thirty-nine, I've got one property that's commercial that I bought, and funny enough. I'm going to tell the story one day, but actually, I actually paid a deposit of 10 sets of cookware to buy this property. Yeah, okay. Right? Let's move on from that. No, no, no. I, no, no, it's pretty cool that I did that. It's all about bartering. Yeah. And I could do that because it was commercial, because commercial property, you can do better deals sometimes. The problem is with commercial is the future of real estate is residential. And this commercial property is the only property that I didn't get any rent during COVID. All my other properties were fine. Yeah. Also, the commercial property is the only one that hasn't gone through the roof compared to my other properties, hasn't gone up much yep. at all. But two, I can actually, once I convert this commercial to residential, I'm going to double the value just by converting it to residential, just to give yep. you an idea. Like, now, think about that. How, how, how lucky I am that I can do that. So the only reason I buy commercial, if I can convert it to residential and double the value. Yeah, beautiful. But otherwise, no way. I mean, 
actually, actually an acquaintance of mine bought a commercial property in Adelaide about 12 years ago. And I told him not to buy it. And he bought this yes. property brand new in the city. And the, the building, they have, actually haven't sold all the properties still to this day. And they built it 12 years ago. And his property yeah. every year goes down and down and down. Well, what did you say about um, commercial property with COVID anyway? Well, I told people it's going to go down and it did. And it's gone down again. And the problem is it's going to accelerate. And even after COVID, it's going to keep going down. You think about it. Where do you do shopping these days? Right? Who goes to an office anymore? We, we're, not, we don't, we're, we're probably going to close our office because we don't need it anymore. No one goes there. I went there today and I haven't been there for ages. Hey, well, look, every, ever since COVID, I mean, we used to have, obviously, the other office in Melbourne. Now we do everything via Zoom. This is not atypical to most businesses. Yep, yep. All right, are you ready for your next question, Georgie? No, I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay, my question is how can I get my foot in the door with top suburbs when starting on my first investment with limited funds? Look, um, what's your borrowing capacity? Tell me. Borrowing capacity? Do you yep. know your borrowing so capacity? If you can give me a borrowing capacity, I might be able to give you a better answer. Right. So let's have a look. I'm going to go. Okay. So should we do another one, another question while we wait for his borrowing capacity? So yeah, the, yeah. Um, the Facebook user that said my question is how do I get my foot in the door with the top suburbs? when starting on my first investment with limited funds, if you could just let us know ex what your borrowing capacity is, then we'll be able to give you um, a bit more specifics to the answer. Exactly, exactly. In the, in the meantime, I got one through. Um, okay. Should you spend money on investments to make properties neutral or negatively geared? Okay. So, look, um, I need you to clarify that, please, because I don't know what you mean by spend money on investments to make properties neutral and geared. It's yeah, that's a bit strange. So, should you yeah, spend Jeremy, money Jeremy, on? If you could please elaborate on your question just to give me more. Elaborate, yeah, yeah. So, just to give that person, do you want neutral properties negatively geared? How do you spend money on it? Not quite sure what the answer. What's yep. involved with doing due diligence on a property? Don't we have a 22-point due diligence checklist? Yes, we do. We do, yep. So, um... Okay, sorry, I'm driving here. I've just pulled over. I believe I should be able to spend 400K. Well, Beautiful. Okay, so the funny thing is, and a lot of people don't realise this, is there's many properties in the top 100 that are around 400K. So if you can spend 400, you can buy the top 100. There you go. Yay. What, what I would do if I was you is probably, and I, I really think this is the most important thing you can do, is really get your foundations right. Has anyone heard of a guy called Anthony Robbins? <laughs> hey? Mr. Tony Robbins. Um, have you heard of a guy called Warren Buffett? Warren Buffett. Well, I have. Okay, I want to give you some investment that. advice from Warren Buffett and Tony Robbins. Tell us, George, because okay, I'm sure right. you are. And, okay, so the person, um, I think it's Marcy Monoz Cruz. Marcy, I'm going to give you some advice that Tony Robbins himself gave me, right? And Tony Robbins, that really big guy, when you shake his hands, it's like 
shaking a pair a b- bunch of bananas. That's how big his hands are. He's massive. A bunch of bananas. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> so basically, um, I used to do um, some training for Tony Robbins, and I used to be a state inducer. So I worked with him. I don't know if anyone's done the firewalk. Type in hashtag firewalk. I'm very curious. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> you're barefoot on fire. I'd like to take our team um, next year. So the deal is, Tony Robbins said to me, this is one of the best bits of advice he ever gave me because I wanted to ask him about investing and I asked him how, you know, what do I invest in? What do I do? You know, do I invest in shares? Do I invest in this? Do I invest in that? I was in my 20s, early 20s. And Anthony Robbins said, this is the deal. Oh, someone's done the firework. Charmaine, excellent. Um, Anthony Robbins said, George, the number one investment you can make is investing in yourself. Warren Buffett says the same thing. Now, Anthony Robbins, what he did, he went from being a janitor to being a billionaire. Not bad, hey? Now, he started from nowhere. He didn't have parents that were rich, but what he did, he scraped up his money and he spent, and guess who he went to see? You're going to love this. He scraped up his money and went and paid to do a course of a guy called Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn. And Jim My Rohn favorite. motivated Anthony Robbins to think bigger and be more like him. And actually, funny enough, I've met Jim Rohn. And Chris, Belinda, you've spent a lot of time with Jim Rohn. I love Jim Rohn. He's one of my favorites. Yes. And unfortunately, he's passed away. He's excellent. But I know. It's so bad. And oh, um, Alicia's husband's role model is Warren Buffett. Excellent. And Yay. Warren Buffett and Anthony Robbins, they say, you know, invest in yourself. Now, what you should really do, you really should invest in yourself. And if you want to invest in property, the number one thing you can do is do our 14 day challenge and write up a million dollar game plan, right? Yep, absolutely. We just had some graduates graduate last night. And how awesome was it? The graduation last night. It was the graduation was amazing. Yep. And you know, those graduations as well, it's a really good opportunity for people to ask really specific questions regarding their own portfolio and their own blueprint, which they've helped create for themselves. Yep. So look, guys, the the one thing I want to say, guys, is if you want to do the challenge, type in hashtag challenge, our team will reach out to you and get you into your next month's challenge. Um, I'm not sure when it's on, but it's on um, at the beginning. I think it starts next week. Alicia, when does the Um, challenge start? Start And I've just got to go back to that question because we've got elaboration on that question as well. Oh, look, someone did the challenge here, so... Did the challenge? I did the challenge. Such clarity, actually. Excellent. Thank you for that. Love your work. Thank you for sharing. Really, really grateful for that. Now, George, just quickly going back, that question that we were asking was um, um, here we go. Currently, we're talking about positive geared property. Should you spend more money on the house? To get tax deductions, oh, that's right. what they're talking. About. Yeah, no, no. You, you want to, what you want to do is you want to get the. So what happens is, I've someone else said graduation was brilliant. The challenge itself is amazing. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. As I said, if you want to join the challenge, type in hashtag challenge. We'll send you a link because you really need to invest in yourself. Now, basically, what what the deal is with this is 
the number one thing, and this is the important thing, if you can really be clear on what's important and just have the one or two things that are important, that's really going to be the best thing for you, right? So basically, this is the deal. The most important thing is finding a property in the top 100. The second thing you want to do is buy the right property and not pay any extra, but just get the property, get a brand new property that you can depreciate. There's not, you don't need to pay any extra. You're going to get the depreciation because what we want to do is we want to lose money on paper, make money in real life. Yes, absolutely. Love that. Can you say that again? Because that's really important. Yes. So what we want to do is we want to, we want to lose money on paper, but make real money in life. So what happens is there's negative gearing and there's positive gearing, right? Now, positive gearing sucks balls. I'll tell you why ah. it sucks balls. Because to do positive gearing, you need to go out in the middle of nowhere and buy some crappy house in a one-horse town or a mining town. Negative gearing sucks because you're going to be stuck working seven days a week like I did when I first started, and you're going to have no money and no life, and you're going to be stuck at home eating juju beans. So, so what's the answer? And this is the problem. This is what the, this is what everyone offers. They're offering positive gearing where you make no capital growth, or they're offering negative gearing where you're getting capital growth but you've got no lifestyle now. What's the answer? I'll tell you what the answer is. The answer is positive cash flow slash negative gearing. That's what I do. So I get the best of both worlds. What I'm doing is I'm getting all my money back from ScoMo. <laughs> and then what I'm doing is using that money and putting it into property. So I've actually got, over the last 10 years, I've had over $2 million worth of tax deductions from property. Can you believe that? Now that's, that's, I could not, now what most people need to do to do that is they need to lose money to get that. I didn't have to lose any money. I lost this money on paper. It wasn't real. So, but I've got that and the government's given me money. It's totally legal and ethical because I'm housing people. So, you know, when you can do something that's legal and ethical and it really works in your favour, you should be doing it, you know. It's Fantastic. so powerful. Absolutely. We've got another question, but before we jump into that, we've just had some really good feedback regarding... Um, the, the challenge. So, um, yeah, the challenge was amazing, highly recommended, um, had so many breakthroughs. It was really good, George, answering all of our questions during the graduation, giving us the big picture. Yes, it was really great, wasn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Look, awesome. a lot of positive so, stuff out there. So if you guys are watching, if you were listening to the Positive Property Podcast, we're just reading the messages from Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you can see us and you can see the messages, which is great, which is excellent. So, right. yeah, go. so are you ready for your next question, Georgie? Okay, bring it on. I feel like I'm a mastermind. That was an old I'm show on TV. I don't know if you remember. You're probably I'm too young. It. You're probably too young to to know that show, aren't you? Just slightly. That's right. Just I'm showing my age. Slightly, Uncle George. Just slightly, Uncle George. Okay. How do you how do they do evaluations on properties? Is it done on average sales of the properties in the area? Look. Um, this is the deal. I'm actually a qualified real estate agent and I've actually things like that as well. So, and what we did is we used comparable sales. And when I first started, there was no internet. So we had to drive around, look at the property, guess how big it was. It was very difficult. Now it's a lot easier. But the, the thing is, 
a lot of people don't know how to value properties. And a property is only worth what the market's willing to pay. That's the real truth, right? So a valuation is arbitrary. So when you get a valuation from a valuation company, all it means is this particular person on this particular day for this company with their policy said it's worth this much. And they could be completely wrong. I've had properties where I've had three clients going three different properties next to each other. And one of them is 50,000 less. The other ones are 50, the two of them are 50,000 more. Same company, same valuation company, just different person. It's crazy. Yeah, right. So that's how, yeah, well. how they do. But what we do, what we tend to do is, you know, we buy a property in a high growth area and then what we wait six months or 12 months, reevaluate. And then if we have to reevaluate again, get some equity out and then start doing it. We've actually got quite yeah. a number of members now that are really reaping the rewards of the boom during COVID. And now they're revaluing. I've got quite a few members at the moment revaluing, and their their properties are going up one hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. I mean, one of your properties went up two hundred twenty thousand. Two twenty, yeah, absolutely. Well you know, and you know Fantastic. what? That's just like you making two hundred twenty thousand. That's just from one property too, and the other properties uh, have gone up in different amounts. Hey, I've been a marketing company for you know twenty well, ten plus years, fifteen plus years. Reality is no way I'd get that in one year of profit. And that's working seven seven days a week. All right, we've got some more questions coming through. Are we ready? Georgie, 5K yep. worth of deductions on a brand new house with a 400K value, is that low? Um, is that net or gross? Um, is that how much money you end up in your pocket or how much you're getting deducted? I need to know that and then I'll be able to That's answer. That's what we need to know. Okay, next question. George, can you do a segment on how to get past the two property sticking point? I.e., have you maxed out your borrowing capacity at your income level? Yeah, okay. So, look, Ben, this is a great question, right? And um, this is a difficult one. And the challenge is property investing is an art and a science. And what the most important part is, the finance side is the hardest part to master. And it's very difficult. And the fact of it is, it's very, it's different for each person. So I can't really give you a general answer, only a specific answer, because, and I put it this way, we've got 4,000 members Australia wise. So you can imagine, I've been through this over and over and over and over again. And because I've had so much experience, what we can normally do is look at, you've got to look at someone's occupation, what you do for a living, how much you make, what your expenses are, do you have kids, do you have a wife, where do you live, what occupation you've got, what industry, how long you've been there, um, how much credit cards you've got. I'm talking, it's very long and complicated. However, once we've got all the information, what we can do is do a bit of magic and work out the combination and work out which bank financier package is going to work for you because there's hundreds and hundreds of packages out there and it's a little bit like tinder for property right <laughs> right the problem, is, I like the, analogy. the problem is right we got to swipe yes on both sides right because <laughs> right? you're you're keen to go but the bank doesn't want to go to bed with you that's the problem right <laughs> so what we need to do is we need to find the bank that you are happy with and they are happy with you, right? So therefore, that's the thing. So really, at the end of the day, that's a specialist thing. And what I suggest you do, probably book in with our team and see if they can help. Yeah. 
Booking of Charmaine, yeah, type in um, a 15 minute strategy, type it in hashtag 15 minute strategy. You need to chat to Charmaine. Okay, yeah. just in regarding following on for that question, George, the uh, Facebook user said the house is worth 400, 5K depreciation, roughly 5K cash flow. Okay, 5,000 depreciation is terrible. It's not a brand new property, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there's not enough depreciation for my liking, right? So um, I don't know how you're getting 5,000 cash flow on a $400,000 property and 5,000 depreciation doesn't add up. But no, yeah. I'd want I'd want between ten to fifteen thousand and four hundred thousand dollar property. That's what a typical would be, and you'd want to get the right company because some companies do a much better job. Because um, what I like to do is um, there's some companies that actually include fences and everything where others don't, right? Lol, Tinder a property. Yep, I'm going to start a new app, <laughs> right? <laughs> like the. I don't, I'm thinking about starting an app, a property app like Tinder, right? Yeah. No, we about the app. Don't talk about the app because we're talking about the app. Okay. <laughs> well, you're saying I found that big banks undervalue properties. Buying is a great area to reap the rewards. Yep, yeah, Kathy, you're absolutely right. They do undervalue. That's that's prop. You know, basically, uh, property wealth call. Excellent. Someone's booked in for that. Excellent. Well done. So well done. basically, um. What the big banks do, they undervalue. And that's just what they do. And because they're so conservative, they really are conservative. So we need to really, um, you know, I've actually gotten over six valuation sometimes on a property just to make the deal work. And the deal it is, is... And is it worth the energy, George, in, at the end of the day? Yes, because I never sell, right? I never sell. So that's why I never sell because buying a property is so hard. I don't want to sell. And, you know, I can't believe people, they, they get a property, they've made 50 grand. They're like, yeah, I'm selling, cashing in my 50. That's stupid. Wait till you double or triple or quadruple and don't cash it in. Use your equity and get it back in. Um, sometimes what will happen, though, when you've got a property and it goes up so much, you're getting a really low return, like 2% or 3%, then sometimes I'll sell that to start getting my four and a half, five and a half. Okay, uh, 10K to 15K or 10K to 40K depreciation. I've seen about the same 5K depreciation via BMT, new and old. Yeah, okay, so I'm talking a brand new property. A brand new property should be getting ten dollars to $15,000 in your first year, 80000 over the first 10 years. That's what it should be. Uh, BMT, they're okay. I've actually started using a different company. I've got to find out who they are, but um, it's one that does a lot more. Yeah, yep. I've, I've said goodbye to BMT. I've said bye-bye, BMT. That's it. Um, yep. They're sometimes not consistent with what they're doing. Yeah, right. Well, you've been in the industry long enough to know what's good and what's not, you know. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So look, um, I guess, you know, it's been an interesting thing. I've had my little confession today. I feel like I've been to church. <laughs> and... I guess what, what we talk, talked about is, I suppose, the biggest investment that you can make, which is yourself. We talked that we're freedom fighters, but also talked about, you know, rent vesting. And the first property you should buy is really an investment property, not an own occupier. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I've got one little more question and then um, how are we going more, for time? Then, then that's it, because next week I've got a really interesting session. Um, 
I'm going to tell you about the time when I sold my kids. <laughs> sold your kids. Place, I know, I know, it's true. It's a true story. <laughs> I and love I, it. I love and what it. happened after I sold them? I'll tell you what, it's pretty bad. But um, I'm going to explain it to people next week. Now, tell me the last question. Oh, it's look, it's a, I reckon it's from a bit of a hater, but look, I just think maybe they should get off. If you're into property and you've retired, why are you spending money on cheap Facebook ads? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Look. Um, I didn't think I didn't think Facebook was cheap anymore. It wasn't the early days. Yeah. If I'm retired, look, a lot of people ask about the whole if you're retired, you know, why are you doing this? And I think I answered it early anyway, right? Because because basically, you know, you got to find your purpose and you got to do what you want to do. I really am excited about, you know proving that the Australian dream is real. And yes. I really am excited about creating this community of ours. I think it's not just a community, it's a tribe, it's a movement. And you know what? <laughs> yeah, my reaction was going, I laughed. I shouldn't have laughed that much. Look, I, I, to be honest with you, one of the things that I love the most is you people that I'm talking to right now, the people asking the questions and the people that are part of our tribe and part of our movement, because I, I really feel like we're special, right? And not special in that special way, but we are special. And I'll tell you why. Because, you know what, we, yeah, you need a purpose and mission, but the thing is, right, you also need your tribe. Because when I started investing, right, I remember we had a family friend who's a lawyer and he's a bit of a dick. And he's like, oh, you know, you're investing, blah, blah. You're, you're such a loser. And he laughed at me. And I invested in property education. He goes, oh, you're an idiot for investing in property education and stuff like that. Now, who's laughing now? You know what I mean? The point is, yeah. right, the point is that a lot of times we invest in your loan. And when you're alone, it's lonely. But not only that, when I retired and I was getting money for my properties, I spent less than 10 minutes a month on them. I had nothing to do anyway right? And I think having this tribe of people that I connect to each week and, you know, once a year we, we connect in real life, I'd love it. This is my purpose. This is my tribe. And this is what gets me up in the morning, keeps me up at night. And, you know, I feel very grateful. I'm really grateful for you, all of you there. So thank you for being there, everyone. You know? Very nice. Good I'm answer, grateful. Georgie. And you know what? I, I love helping people. And the thing is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are finding it difficult and finding it challenging. And the fact of it is what I'm saying is I've been there myself, right? Yeah. I really have. You know, I I haven't had anything handed to me and I've worked hard to get here. I started the bo bottom, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? If you're really a tribe, you would give us the top 100 list for free. Um, look, I'm happy to talk about this and say it. Yeah. Right. Haters gonna hate. Block him. Knowledge is power, and your team and teaching guiding us in the right direction. So true. Being an entrepreneur can be lonely. It can be. Um, if we're really tribe, you give us a top one hundred for free. Yes. Look, the deal is, I'll explain to your top one hundred. I've got a system where I've got an algorithm that I created myself through through years and years of hard work. This list is twenty five years of my work. It's the culmination of all that. And it's the IP that gives our company value. Gives right? us the edge as well. Yes. Now, now, the deal is I have developers that pay me $50,000 for access to this list, 
and I sell it for that. And the reason I do that is because there's a contract and if they give it, if they let, leave it out in the public or our competitors get it, they get they have to pay me $2 million compensation, right? But if I gave it for free, one, how am I going to get $2 million off you if you give it to my competitors and then suddenly my business is finished? But also not only that, my our members, if our competitors start buying the top 100, we won't have any properties left for our members and then my members will actually miss out. Now, my, I'm here to serve our members. You know, our Black Belt members, I'm here to serve. And I'd be giving our Black, mem black Belt members a disservice if I gave out the IP that they collectively own and they collectively use to invest and make money, right? Correct. Our, yep. Steve, um, a couple of days ago, we had a guy called Steve. He, um, one of our members, um, a property came up and he's made $65,000 equity in this property even before he finished. Now, if our competitors knew this property was a top 100, I couldn't give one of our members $65,000 upswing, which is 20% growth in two weeks, which is pretty powerful. Boom. You know what? Boom. I love, you know, I love giving, but I want to give to people that want to give. But you know what? This is the deal. Let me, let me give it to you this way. And this is the fact of it. I don't like giving handouts. I don't do that at all. Yes. Sorry, I don't do that. So if you want yes. a handout, you're talking to the wrong person, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to help people. But you know what I love to give? A hand up. <laughs> so I want to give a hand up, not a handout, because with our members, I'm giving them a hand up, and then they can be proud of their achievement because they're doing it themselves. Because that's yeah. real empowerment. Because I don't empower people by giving them a handout. I'm not yeah. giving – people won't value it. I, if I, I, I bet you one thing. I could give out the top 100 list for free. Most people ignore it, right? They would really ignore it, and some people would use it. Then our competitors would use it, and our members would miss out. But I really want to give people – I really want to give people a hand up and make people proud and show them an achievement and help them change their lives. And that's what we're doing. And Absolutely. I love that. We're totally grateful. And look, you know what? I, I'll, I like to be authentic and I like, you know, I'm not the sort of person to hide behind things and, you know, someone says, why don't you do this? I, I'm, as you can see, I actually am very open and very transparent. Someone said top 100 suburbs, question mark. Yes, the top 100 well, suburbs is... I think we just explained it. No, we didn't. No, no, no. No, they, that's... Oh, top 100 is suburbs. Yes, so no, no. Yes, so the top 100 is the top 100 suburbs. And thank you for asking. That's a good question, Daryl. And basically, that's the most important thing when it comes to property investing is yeah. choosing the suburbs that are going to grow. I do. That's very important. And you know what? It's great. It works well. And, so, guys. And look, I can, I can definitely. I was going to say, I can definitely vouch for you, George, because when you started out as investor and you started to get some runs on the board and really start building up your portfolio, you did have a lot of people asking for advice and you did give out a lot of free information. And what did they do with that? Nothing, nothing. Free FA. Yes, yes. So look, FA. the deal is when I started, I always just wanted to give this information out. It didn't work. The only way to make this work is people pay when they pay attention. They do. That's yep. the fact of it. And pay money. Look, I, 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 I really believe for the value that we give, our program is probably the best value on the planet. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And, and so, many, so many people say, George, you're too cheap. But 
It's not about cheap. I just want enough that people take me seriously and I want them to be able to kick him in the ass and make them successful and help them get there. And we're really? And you know what? The one thing about our members, they're extremely successful and they're extremely grateful. And I love that. It's great. So, guys, yeah, on that note, I just got so much um, gratitude. I'm overwhelmed. Thank you so much. Um, see you next week at the same bat time, same bat channel. Right? With the same and Betty crew. Now, guys, <laughs> if someone wanted to book in a, um, a call with Charmaine, put in hashtag um, whatever it was called and hashtag 15-minute call. And if you want to do the 40-day challenge, hashtag 40-day challenge. If you loved it, invite your friends to join us, okay? And seriously, if you're going to invest, get your friends, get your family to come and join us and listen to what we've got to say. Check us out. Take your time. I'm going to give information out every week, week after week, free information here every day. Every you know what? Week. And the, you know, during, during the week, if you're sitting there and you're thinking of an amazing question, write it down, bring it along to this session. We will answer it for you. George is in the hot seat. He's ready to go. He's happy to answer your questions. Guys, use it to your advantage. Knowledge Excellent. is power. No worries. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand that information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.